0: Welcome listeners to Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. This is where we talk about issues related to substance use, mental health, counseling, and everything else in between. I am joined today by a special guest, Tommy Byrne, who is the founder of Bigger Than the Trail. Tommy, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, th- thanks for having me. I'm honored. For, for those listeners who are tuning in and they might have no idea what Bigger Than the Trail is, can you give just some background or explanation about this organization?
1: Definitely. Yeah. So Bigger Than the Trail is a, a nonprofit. We were founded in 2017 and really we're using trail running as a platform uh, to advocate for mental health. So creating a community, uh, creating an, a positive impact on mental health through awareness uh, and, and support. So our mission is really is just simple of enriching the lives of those uh, struggling with mental health. And one of the big things we do is we provide counseling opportunities for free to individuals that
0: need it. And that's amazing because not something that's just been growing with the need for mental health, but that's always been a barrier for some people with mental health issues is getting support, getting financial, you know, means to be able to do it. So that's, that's really helping out a lot of people who can't get in because of those types of obstacles.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was uh my, my own story is a little bit of that, just navigating that. And, you know, if we can, if we can help more people break down barriers to just get access uh, and get started uh, can make a real difference.
0: Yeah. Because that's something where for me, like as a, as a therapist and counselor, you know, once someone gets in the door of therapy, a lot of some of the, you know, concerns or fears or worries of how it's going to be you can address that once they're there, but if they don't get into therapy, that's, there's a lot that's never going to be getting addressed. And those are some obstacles that even like someone like me can't address with someone if they can't get to me. So that's a big, big bridge for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like you, you can't start until, till you get, you open the door and um, hopefully we're, we're opening doors for more people and just even making different services available to the public and knowing about them is, is important too.
0: When you, uh, an organization like this, there's usually, or there's always some background behind, you know, where did this come from? How was, you know, Bigger Than The Trail born back in 2017? But what what's your story, you know, as the president of this organization behind what you've done with this entire thing? Yeah.
1: So for me, uh, you know, mixing the two passions of trail running and, and mental health advocacy really um, just kind of blossomed out of my own experiences. And for me, I, I wasn't a runner at a young age in the, in the sense of uh, I ran and played sports and did things, but running didn't really become a part of my story until I started taking steps for my own mental health journey. So that's why they're both together and how it kind of grew into one thing but really my my story is more about mental health and just uh seeing the unchecked consequences Uh, i lost my dad to suicide when when i was 18 uh it's been a really prevalent uh issue in in our family um Extended family, so so I've seen mental health and I've I've known about mental health for as long as I can remember. But really, even even at that age, like knowing about it, seeing it firsthand, you you kind of just you know in the in the 90s, 2000s, like you just told to deal with it or to you know I didn't I didn't have anybody to turn to in these situations of hey my mom is trying to manage a family and uh, a a relationship with my dad and trying to get him help. And, and I, I'm struggling and I can't get help because I can't turn to the parents in my life because they have their own stuff going on. And then, you know, you don't, it's not something you easily talk about to your friends. Like you don't go to school and be like, Hey, yo, my dad is struggling or, Hey, this is happening in my life. So you kind of have this sheltered situation of like, mental health and like oh man we just have to deal with it and we have to hold on to it ourselves and together we can get through it but really there wasn't a lot of togetherness in the sense of our our family didn't talk about it right uh, there was there was togetherness in the like my family was great and like loving and caring and and there but it was like that just kind of got pushed pushed aside like we just all dealt with it we all dealt with it on our own and seeing that at a young age Uh, it really shaped my view of my own mental health because I compared. So like when I was struggling uh, with life uh, in my high school, post high school uh, age, I, you know, I always compared like, ah, like, it's not that bad. I'm not doing what my dad did or I'm not to that level. So then it was like, it can't be mental health. It can't be depression. It can't be because my view of it was one, one thing, uh, which is really dangerous, uh, because, it, you know, like most of us know, uh, it doesn't fit one size, like there's no one size fits all.
0: Yeah, and that- it, was, it was based on just that one that you saw and experience, which was your experience, but also did not necessarily capture what that is experience for other people or what other people, Families or other kids go through. There's more than just what I've gone through. There's a lot of different things that other people go through as well.
1: Yeah, and and that really like that really helped, like held me back on seeking help for myself. Like my mom had us in counseling and and different things. And like growing up, uh, I was diagnosed with ADD and like on medication, but like it was never my own choice. Right? It was always like I'm a kid. I'm trying to deal with a bunch of stuff in life but i don't really care so i wasn't really invested in what was going on or the, or the process of healing and help and um and yeah i i i finally like i was able to like white knuckle through life for a really long time like um i turned to alcohol i i turned to a lot of things to kind of just cope kind of just you know be the funny guy in the room uh lap, like humor was my outlet and my my like cover uh, I could just hide behind it because it's like oh there's Tommy he's just the fun guy and re- in reality I was really struggling and I didn't I didn't know how to deal with it and um, lucky enough I, I met uh, my wife uh, who um, who just really changed my projection in, in life and what I wanted to do and how I viewed myself and even in that it was a process because it was I knew I was struggling. I couldn't tell her. I didn't want to tell her because uh, I didn't know how she would handle it or right. if I was worth it or
0: her all response, these, all her these reaction, like, and, and, but even more so what you're even about what you were just saying right there is also like, that's, those were some of my fears of what she would have, like my, my projection of what my own insecurities would be or my own doubts of, is this what she's going to think? But a lot of that is also, what you were thinking is what she was going to think for sure
1: and and you know and and with that like eventually i i decided you know hey maybe it's just the alcohol maybe maybe i'm just wrecking things and changing making bad decisions because i'm drinking uh so i i ended up giving up alcohol um i don't i don't know how long ago it's like 8 or 9 years now so uh anyways so so i've been i've been sober but that didn't fix my underlying cause of my own mental health. Like that helped with certain things, but all of a sudden I was like, wait, I'm still having these manic episodes. I'm still having these thoughts in this process of like, wait, I thought this was just part of the drinking and part of when I was under the influence, I would do these things. And now I'm like struggling with this, without it. And, And eventually I finally, uh, in 2000 and, uh, 15, I, I remember like, I needed I need to seek some help. I need to talk to somebody that's a professional. And I, I remember sitting my wife down at the kitchen table and just being like, I think something, I think I need to talk to somebody. And, and like, again, she was supportive, amazing. Like it was awesome. And it was like this pressure of like, I don't have to do this alone anymore.
0: And Uh, How good that must have felt too with, with coming from like your family background of where we don't talk about this or we're not sharing about that. So like the moment you do, you have that vulnerability with your wife and you do talk about it and say you want help to then have that support and to have her like behind you to do that, such a difference of an experience and then probably what you might have been expecting or worrying about due to what it was like for you in the past
1: yeah for sure and it and it's like you don't know what you don't know right like because we didn't handle it in a certain way before like I didn't know what I was seeking I didn't know what I was looking for I just knew that something wasn't quite feeling right for me and I was sick of white knuckling it as I like to call it like I was I was in a well enough place where, you know, I was able to hold a job. I was in a relationship. We were, we were happy. We were doing things, but like deep down, I was living this double life of like, always just like holding on to dear life. Like, oh my gosh, like is today the day that everything crumbles and the house of cards falls down. And when I finally did have that conversation with her, it was, it was really freeing. And, uh, and it, it, it was a process. And in that process, um, I learned a few things. And one of those was just how long it can take to get uh, help, and how long it can take to go through the process of reaching out to your doctor. Uh, I had to get counseling to sign off to go see a psychiatrist, and actually that was a really big blessing because uh, my the counselor I went to, um, we talked about my, you know, this was ten years after my dad had passed away, and you know she's like, hey, I think there's some some more stuff we can uncover, but I will recommend you if you don't want to talk to me anymore, that's fine. And I actually like, let's do it. Like, so I did, I did like 16 sessions with her. And like, it was just awesome because it Amazing, was like, yeah, I was just trying to get to the end. And I thought maybe if I talked to a psychiatrist and they labeled me or they gave me medication or they did something, I would have my answer. And the reality is, is like, I did get there, but I also like worked with somebody and on dug a lot of things that, really helped me understand who I was and how, why I was in a certain situation I was. And it was, it was really freeing. And so I think it was from the first initial call to actually like, I got diagnosed with uh, bipolar uh, and I got put on some medication. Uh, I chose to go on some medication to try to help. And from that, like initial call to, uh, you know, sit down with a psychiatrist was like, I want to say like five months or something. It was like just something on, you know, like some people don't have that. Like, right. and and so really that's where bigger than the trail was born of like one, I knew some people didn't have the support of someone in their life. Like my wife who stood by me and helped me and like encouraged me. And then two, just having access, like, man, if I didn't have, you know, if I wasn't having a stable job, if I didn't have insurance, I still would need this. Like, how do you navigate that? And, and the same thing, I, you know, I, I was lucky. I had a company that I worked for where I was very honest and, uh, straightforward with them. Like, Hey, this is what I'm doing and seeking help for so that every time I went to therapy, uh, they weren't like, is this guy like looking for new jobs? What is he doing? And they were super supportive and, and just, so many places i looked and turned and and even my extended family my mom and my brother and my sister and aunts and uncles like everybody's been supportive it just was this taboo like we didn't really talk about it at a younger age um and i wanted to find a way to provide that feeling of support for others and that's how bigger than the trail started because i was also using running at that time uh as a pot like as a really positive outlet for me of like just Getting back into shape, I found a community of people that were just welcoming and open. So the trail running scene was just like this, this really safe, happy space for me. And I wanted to combine both of them uh, to make a bigger
0: difference. Yeah, I always, there's so much to your story that's amazing to, to break down. And as we kind of talk about where, you know, ultra running comes into this and how the bigger than the trail, I've always had like this strong belief that there's just something special about like the, the, the running and even like the triathlon community, you know, I believe like going to a marathon or or seeing an Ironman is something that you put on your bucket list because just the community of people from the participants to like the volunteers to like complete strangers, like cheering you on when you're at like a, a, an event like that, and you don't even want to say big event because trail running isn't always just like, is not a necessarily a large, huge event, but just something about that community you don't necessarily see in other places. And and I'm kind of wondering like, where is that? And now you are looking at connecting something like that, where mental health and any other issues that go with mental health, like with suicide, with substance use, all that, like that's, areas that need community like that.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think about like the correlation between like an ultra running, like an ultra marathon and like your mental health journey are, there's just so many similarities because like, yes, you can do it alone. Like, yes, you can bust your butt and, you know, carry all your stuff and, and get through the race on your own and, and be okay but you're probably gonna have a much better experience if you lean on the aid stations, if you lean on the crew, if you bring people in to, to train with you and to bring you along and to, to share those journeys because like the race is only part of it. And and I think about that as like a life like analogy uh, of just like, hey, sure, you can, you know, you can white knuckle it, you can, you can check the boxes, you can talk the talk and do all these things alone but what really happens is when you build that community and you bring people alongside of you to share that journey is when like fruit is bo- you know like fruit is produced and there's there's positivity that comes out of it and you know and the same thing with the running with an ultra it's like you have your highs and your lows and your all these different things like it's not just a trajectory of like i work really hard and this race goes really smooth and everything's good it's like <laughs> if anybody's running ultra, it's like you're halfway through and you're like questioning, what are you doing? Like, I don't even like running. And and I think right. that's the story of life, right? Like you have days where they're better than others. And, and then you pull through and you, you have a really awesome stretch and, and then you're reminded of something and you have to get pulled through. And I don't know, it's just a, it's a cool connection that I, I think people should experience.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating. One of the things I always talk about that it's such a difference maker between like when I'm doing ultra running or when you're doing something like that. But then I compare like in, in real life situations, like pain, like, I don't know about you. I'm sure you do like ultra marathons and things like there comes pain. Like you, you get bumps, you get bruises, your body is hurting. Your mind is, you know, sometimes it's driving you crazy. It's telling you you want to quit after you've only been going for like a short mm-hmm. amount of time. I look at those and then I find myself in situations in real life where all of a sudden like, I don't feel the best. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do this. Or I don't want to do that. Like, I'm so like quick to give up on some things like that. When you, we deal deal with any kind of pain or discomfort, but in ultra running, like we learn, like that's a part of it and we don't, you know, blast through it to where we then like, destroy ourselves, but we learn to listen to our bodies. We learn to how do I deal with this? How do I handle this? But then you take like that emotional side of like pain in real life or I feel a certain way, and we want to avoid it. We want to like get as further away from it as possible. Ultra running teaches you what you really need to do with it. So yeah. that, that's where I find some of the amazing things about ultra running that is like when I look at like mental health and when I work with people with substance use and other things that, wow, I can do things so differently when it's about doing an ultra run. But then I struggle sometimes when it's just a little thing outside of that.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Like our, our lives are so set up for comfort. Like we, I mean, you have people delivering your food, you have people delivering your groceries, you have car services that you can call and get picked up and you don't have to do anything but you still have those struggles in life. You still have those situations where it's like, man, I'm in this rough spot. And, and because you can get by for so long and so often without having to have that adversity and that, that struggle, when it does come to you, we often don't have the tool set to, to manage it, to handle it, to to push through it. Uh, And then we sink back into like, I don't, I don't want to push against the grain. I'll, I'll go back into my whole, you know, I'll go back and and move away from this instead of learning to work through it to grow. And, and you're honest, like with, with ultra running, like you probably don't have a choice if you've signed up for a long race, like you're going to hit a low spot and you're going to have to work through it. And I think that is important to know and to those skill sets, because the more you do it, the more you learn yourself and how to manage those and, and the important parts of nourishment and all, all sorts of things that go into it. And the same with life. Like you learn those skill sets of like, Ooh, my trigger points and Ooh, I'm, I'm doing this. And that's why I'm in this situation. How do I manage that? So I don't get there next time. Or, uh, just how do I get through it in a, in a smoother way next
0: time? And I think too, the, the whole idea of ultra running is going to make you uncomfortable and, and you're going to have to deal with some uncomfortable things. And you even mentioned it when you stop drinking alcohol, things that was that was good that helped but it also didn't answer everything in my work with people i always say that some people stop using substances they get to a certain point where how bad things were is kind of like behind them but they're not really making any progress forward and i call this like no man's land i say you're kind of stuck in no man's land you're not growing you're not you're not back there you could be very quickly, like it's just a turnaround and there it is. But I'm also seeing you not progressing any further. And after a while, you start to get comfortable with no man's land. Like you can't just sit there and like dread, like you start to get too comfortable with being in that position. And I think that's where you see a lot of people, they can make some changes or they can stop doing some things. And then they get to a spot where they are really comfortable and they haven't still pushed through that, I got to still deal with some discomfort. I have to go through some new territory, face some things I haven't faced, learn some things I haven't learned. And I think that's where ultra running, like you you have to learn to deal with being uncomfortable because you're going to be in a lot of uncomfortable situations when you're out running in the woods for hours and hours for some of us.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And Definitely. I want to ask you too with, there's there are there are connections with mental health substance use and and running and trail running i i know there is because when i go to races and i go to events i i put aside my professional role as a counselor and therapist you know, i'm not walking around asking people mm-hmm. well, are you in recovery or you, you got mental health but when i'm at events and whether they're local ones big ones out of the state ones sure enough, like you run into people, you meet people, you see organizations where people are telling their stories about mental health, or I hear someone who's like talking about, oh, I'm in recovery. I'm not searching for them, but just being around that group, those are things you hear about. So that tells me this isn't just coincidence.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, I think it's really easy to to sometimes trade one addiction for another. And, and for some people running, running becomes that. And you, you hear it often like, right. Like, uh, you know, running's my therapy and running's my X, Y, and Z. And that's like great. Uh, and, and good that they've, you know, that's, that's way better than some substance abuse, but it's still, it, it can still be a dangerous place, but I think there's something along the lines of just that, you know, that, that welcomeness, that community. I think there's some, uh, biological uh you know chemicals when you when you're exercising and when you're in nature so like there's there's definitely uh, some things that are triggered that can relate to running and, and ultra running but i think it's just that community of like you you attract like-minded people and and you you know call it rougher around the edges or whatever you want to call it uh, I think, you know, ultra running's not pretty, <laughs> like, yeah. it's not, it's, I mean, it's, it's awesome, but it's like you said, there's not a, there's not too many races where you're like, that was so smooth and it went awesome. There's discomfort, there's pain, there's all this stuff. And like, I think if you haven't dealt with an addiction or you haven't, uh, experienced some of those, some of those struggles in life and recovery, and you don't, you don't have that relation, that you don't have that need or that drive to get there. Right. Like I'm pretty comfortable running my city, five K's and 10 K's. I'm good. Like, and not saying that you have to have, um, a past with addiction or a past with like being recovery to be a trail runner. Like that is not what I'm saying at all. (laughs) But I think it, I think there is just some of that, like, natural tendencies for people that are trying to take those next steps in their own journey. And like, somehow trail running attracts them, uh, which is great. And I, I think it's, uh, I think it is such a safe place for so many people and running, like when you're side by side with somebody, like that fear of sitting face to face and sharing something is gone. And like, there's like some scientific thing about your, your guard is down when you're running alongside of somebody. So like you get a lot deeper, a lot faster, and also when you're sharing miles for half a day, a full day, uh, you don't get to just have what's your favorite color talks. Like you, (laughs) you go deep. Oh yeah. Yeah. and, And I mean, you can, and if you're training with people, I think about that too. Like, man, some of my, some of the buddies I train with friends I train with, it's like, I spend more time talking to them because of the hours we put in than some of my best friends or, you know, deep conversations with close family members like it's just you're there and you're out there so I think it there's definitely some scientific things behind it but I I, likeness brings likeness or
0: so yeah I think part of it is you know you talk with people who are with mental health substance use and they talk about you know like meeting people talking with people and how you know, loneliness boredom how how shy they get or they need it they need alcohol to socialize they need drugs to to feel good but you look at that with running yeah you're running a race with and you just naturally like just sometimes you say good job to someone that you pass or you say keep it up or, or someone's coming around on a loop and they're coming the other way. And you're saying like, you know, good job. And like they're. you're also talking to someone for so long without even, you don't even have to put much effort into it. Cause I think, like you said, your guard is down. Like you're putting so much effort into like the running, like you're not throwing up all these defenses because so much of your effort and energy is just to get through like the running. So all of a sudden, like someone next to you, you just strike up a conversation and you have no idea where that's gonna go. You, sure. you have no idea like what you might touch on. It could be something like where you're from. And like, I've, I've talked to people about like races we've all done, but then I've also talked to someone about not racing at all, entirely different. And that's yeah. the amazing community part of it. And really what your organization has been doing. And I wanna make sure that we talk about this because how you and I met first touches on this because I first found out about bigger than the trail through Annie and she was actually my first guest on this podcast. And we talked about nutrition, but I saw like, she was becoming more involved in, in bigger than the trail. She's doing fundraisers. I saw that you were doing the ambassador program and, and I've been really privileged to get that for 2020 and this year. But what's interesting to hear about listeners is that we are both from Wisconsin and we didn't meet right away. But last year on February 14th was my grandmother who was like one of the closest people in my life passed away. And the day she passed away, my brother and I are supposed to fly out to Arizona to support my brother-in-law for doing the Black Canyon 100K. So we were thinking like, maybe we, we wouldn't even go, like this was a big thing for us, but we were like, no, this is probably what we wanna do. So now it's Saturday morning in Arizona it's pitch black out and people are have headlights on to kind of get to the, the race area. I'm in the parking lot. And all of a sudden I hear someone yell, Hey, bigger than the trail. And I look over and that, and it was you, like you, (laughs) you, we were both wearing the swag. And I think that's one of the beautiful things that you've created with this is that any one of us who sees this logo anywhere that we are like right there, like there's a friend, there's like someone that we know is going to support us so that we can talk to. That is more than just like a, a name that, that, that is a community that you've built that I'm I'm sure you've experienced that in other places, but that is, that is how you and I actually first met in person was in Arizona when we both live in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Small. I mean, it's just amazing. Like I think about the that's what i'm most proud of is the community that we've built like i love helping and providing the counseling services and that is so important but those are those are situations where i don't get to see that fruit like i don't get to see what happens from that counseling like i get we get um you know surveys back every once in a while where like thank you thank you thank you And it's awesome. And I know that it's impactful and that is the goal is to help support people, but building the community and seeing friendships grow in a safe place and seeing people open up when they wouldn't open up before, uh, it makes it all worth it. (laughs) Uh, and like you said, just, you know, Hey, like, sure. It's just a hat, but like, it's, it's a safe space. It's a, it's, um, something someone can relate to it's it's so much more and i've been at races where people you know hey your organization or like they don't know who i am but like Mm -hmm. i like what they're doing i you know and it's just really it's growing and spreading and um you know and it sure we use trail running but it's it's so much more important than just trail running it's it's everywhere and i think the more we can talk about it the more uh podcasts like this come out and just uh there's a need in our communities.
0: <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. So, and I know part of that too, is your, your organization is not large, like meaning what you've done and put together. It's uh, It's been since 2017 and being in somewhere like a, a small area in Wisconsin. However, your spotlight is, sign- it reaches far out. Like it is incredible to see the impact, not just like a local thing or a statewide and nationwide but i'm pretty sure there is btt like across the globe like yeah how's had... that, how that possible <laughs> like how how are you able to like build that spotlight so big
1: you know i it's people like you who are supportive in in our communities like we've really grassrooted it from the get-go and just like struggled for a little bit of like what is our purpose here like we want to provide counseling people aren't taking us up on it what does success look like you know and you have that doubt of like like we're putting in this effort uh because none of this is this is all just a side thing for all of us that are involved with it this is no there's no paid positions at bigger than the trail uh so it's just like measuring success and i think over time like it's just the process it's the you know you 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 may dream big, but to get to that big dream, you have to take all of the steps to, to get there. You have to climb the mountain. And, and I think just being honest and being vulnerable with who we are and what we do uh, has helped us reach people. And then, you know, those people are passionate and they share with their network. And really like our first year, we had no ambassadors. Uh, in 2018, we had 20, um, and this year we have like 125 We've had ambassadors this year. We've held ambassadors to just the United States and Canada because it's it's just easier to manage. Right. Uh, but we but we've had ambassadors in the past from Australia. Uh, we just shipped an, another set of hats to New Zealand. So, uh, really, mental health, addiction, uh, reco- like there's no they don't know borders. Like it's not like it's right. oh, we're we're stopping. So I think the the mission. Can reach anyone and what's really nice is the the service we use is available worldwide so like the online counseling platform
0: that's um, incredible so people, too
1: so people can um access it from a from a smartphone um which is which really helps us too because we don't have to turn people down just because they are somewhere else
0: yeah but i i just imagine some people thinking like well what can I do what what kind of impact can I have you know a small thing or a small organization but you you add in something like you know running trail running you add in mental health or you add in some other issue that like you said has no you know borders has no boundaries so it's it's there to to reach you know you can be someone that wants to try and start something to like you provide financial help and and assistance to helping people get, you know, therapy and and get some mental health addressed. And that's going all the way now to across the globe. And that's an amazing thing to even think about. Cause I, I can't imagine that's what you thought when you first was doing this, that that's where it would end up, but no, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. We feel very blessed. Uh, And and again, we didn't really know what we were doing Uh, when we started. I remember talking to my wife, like, Hey, I want to do something. I thought about just writing a blog. I'm glad I didn't cause I haven't wrote any blogs yet, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's really just that like find your passions and, and it, you know if you help one person, like that was really the goal of like, Hey, helping one person. And I remember one of the first, like I went to Detroit for a run, like just to visit some family. And I went and found a group run uh, through Strava. And I remember talking to this guy And I'm sharing, like, hey, can I drop some stickers off? I I just started this organization. And literally that conversation, he had just lost a friend to suicide the week before and had never experienced anything like that. So, like, just this, like, time and place of, (laughs) wait, what? Like, why are you here? How did you get here? Like, I had no clue who he was, but this connection was built and just, like, it's so much bigger than... (laughs) you know, tongue in cheek, whatever pun, but it's bigger than us. It's bigger. It's, it's a huge issue. And the more you talk about it, the more we open up, like the more you learn that your story's not really that unique, like, (laughs) unfortunately, and that's really sad. Like that's, that's where we need support and we need uh, more and more organizations to speak out and uh, make sure people are comfortable talking about it.
0: Yeah, that leads into I know one of your major goals is to really like shine light on the stigmas related to mental health. And I know that's becoming more of a thing, even for me as, as a professional, you know, like in 2020, I did presentations on stigmas about addiction, about counseling and therapy. Even I did one on stigmas even towards like treatment for some of these things, like educating people about stigmas is really important because of like the misinformation, the prejudice, even like discrimination that occurs. And this could be a huge conversation, but I'm kind of curious, like are there any stigmas towards like mental health or counseling or therapy that really stick out to you? Or are there ones that really are kind of like, oh, that one, when I always hear that one, I kind of (laughs) gets my attention.
1: Yeah, man, it's just, it's so hard because everybody has such a, is coming at it with a different viewpoint. Like whether it's like, you know, Hey, we, we offer therapy opportunities, right? I had therapy and it didn't work for me. Well, okay. Like that's, you know, I also tried a burrito and I didn't like it the first, you know, like there's, it's just all these things or the, the, like, I'll, I'll do this, but I'm not going to take medication. Like, well, I don't, like, I don't understand, like not saying that medication is the answer, but like just shutting it off before you even tried it or like, and I think there's so many bad experiences with certain things or like people are vocal about the bad in life, uh, that, that those drowned out a lot of the good and yeah, just that like, or the comparison trap, like I may be depressed, but like my life, like what do I have to be depressed about? Like my life is good. I make good money. I have X, Y, and Z. And then it's like, because of those things, you can't feel bad. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and that's really, I don't know. You see it a lot too right now with the pandemic of like, what, do, you know, like I still have a job, like I shouldn't feel bad. Like I understand it's just running that I can't be part of right now or I can't race. And like, I know people have lost friends and family and X, Y, and Z. And I think really just that's that validation of like whatever you're feeling is real and it's, it's okay to feel it. And, and I think we often try to like box off what we're allowed to feel at certain times based on our surroundings. And that's just not, that's just not how your emotions and your mental health work. So yeah, I I would just embrace the, whatever it is that you're going through, it's valid and it's, it's yours and it's okay to be in that situation and to work through it.
0: Yeah. I, I, it'd be great to, to also for people to even get to a point of just learning basically about that, where this is what I'm feeling, or this is what I'm going through and not trying to cloud it or push it away because of, I have this, or because I don't have this either. You know, like I've, I've worked in in my career, I've worked with people who are homeless who have whatever they have on them. And I've got people who have quite the opposite who are Fortune 500 company, you know CEOs and stuff like that. Like, but same, there's same things that there's similar struggles. They they look different, but for the, for those two people, they still could have mental health issues. They could also both have substance use issues. Like having one or the other doesn't guarantee you will, or does not protect you from having it. Yeah. So just realizing that that's a part of what we all go through, what we all experience, the emotional stuff and all that, that is just something that we all need to get on some connection with one another and not comparing it or thinking it's different. Cause you can always find someone who's got it worse. Um, but oh, you yeah. can always find someone who's got it better. So in the end that you just, that's a wash.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's really important for like individuals that don't have those mental health struggles to like understand. Like, I think that's where it, it really is hard because it's like, Hey, I don't deal with depression. So you just suck it up, man. Life's tough, right? Like that whole mindset of just because I'm not, they can't be. And I, I think the, the way we talk about it on a day-to-day basis is really important. And, and that's, that's something I've had to learn even with my own struggles of like knowing my story and knowing my situation, like it's really easy to project. Like when I was younger, I did it a lot where it was like, I lived a tough life. Like you need to suck it up. Like, but and in reality, I didn't like compared to somebody else, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, you, like you said, it just, it's, it's okay wherever you're at. And there is no, this is what this looks like.
0: <laughs> so And once you start talking about it, I always find it, it gets easier. It doesn't like take away the problems or issues, but just talking about it already starts to remove, you know, you put a spotlight on it and now you can see it and you can recognize it. And we got to talk about this versus keeping in the dark, because I'm always a believer that keeping issues like mental health and addiction, those thrive in darkness, those thrive in secrecy, like those will grow worse if you know, Oh, hush, hush. We don't, we don't talk about that. So then when I hear, you know, sometimes people who are, their kids are in therapy and and when they're young, even instead of the idea of like, Oh, what's wrong with them? It's like, you know, that's probably a good thing that someone at a young age is already going to someone and talking about issues or talking about their problems. You know, I look at one of the stigmas I address is people, think if you go to therapy there's something wrong with you like you're you're weak or something and I yeah. go that's kind of like assuming everyone that goes to the gym is physically unhealthy you know some people go to the gym because they want to lose weight or they're, they're trying to get back into shape or their their doctor told them their blood pressure is high or something they got to get active but you know there's also a lot of people who go to the gym who are also pretty fit and they are pretty healthy so you can go to therapy because there are some things you're dealing with, but you can also go to therapy and counseling just to actually, to learn, to grow, to develop, like you don't have to go to therapy just because things are a disaster.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's a really key point is like the rock bot, like don't hit rock bottom before you go like, right. Like hopefully, I mean, you see that often in an addiction and, and substance abuse stuff where it's like well, you know, eventually you're going to hit rock bottom. And it's like, well, take those, uh, like, you can use steps to take before you hit rock bottom, like, we don't want you to experience that. Yeah. And I think I think that's really key. Because, yeah, there's no, there's no shame in it. Like, there's no, I don't know, like, if I hurt myself, I'm gonna to go to the doctor. I'm not gonna wait till my arm is falling off to go get it checked out. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's tough. And like, it's, even when you know these things it's tough and our culture plays such a huge role in that of just like yeah because you asked for help uh, you know you're you're weak or just and that's why i tried unfortunate
0: too. yeah like i try and um with all the stuff you know i did a podcast episode a long time ago one of my earlier ones was about asking for help and the idea of asking for help being a sign of weak weakness and you know i always say you get 10 people and nine out of those people say, well, I don't need any help. Like not asking for help is like the easier thing to do. Like it's easier to not ask for help. It's, it's not hard to, to not ask for help. Like how often do we do that before we then decide, yeah, I need to ask for help. Like we always try and do it on our own. We always try and probably struggle a few times before we say we need help. So I always say when it's the harder thing to do, it probably takes more strength so if it's harder to ask for help like if you do that you're actually showing more strength but like society culture wise we look at that as like a weakness but to me i don't i don't see that at all i see that as saying you did the harder thing and i do that even with um like people who say no to drugs, like, so you're saying no, like nine out of 10 people would maybe say yes to that. But you said no, that's the harder thing to do. If you're the one out of 10 saying no, that probably takes more strength, probably more courage. Like to me, that person's a lot stronger than the person who, well, I can do it on my own. Like that's, that's one of the ones that stands out to me.
1: Yeah. It's like the, the the classic middle school mentality of like making fun of the smart kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how does that even, like, why is that even a thing? Like, just because, you know, like I'm going to make fun of you because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I don't know, just definitely, I think it takes more courage to, to go against the grain and, You know, I think it's really cool when you, when you do finally go against the grain or you share your story and like somebody who looked at you in a way that like, oh, I thought that person had it all together. Or I thought, and then they realize maybe it's my time to take that step. I think
0: it's just important. And the more we do it, the more we talk about, the more we have those conversations, conversations like these, it it won't be seen as something like someone says, I gotta go to the doctor and it's like, oh yeah, you know what? You probably got something going on. Like we encourage that. I'd like to see that happen where someone says, well, I got to go to counseling today or I got to go to a therapy appointment. And we just encourage people just like we would for other things. And and that would be such a difference maker instead of being like, well, what's wrong with you or what's going on or, or why can't you handle it? Like, no, encouraging it can make all the difference.
1: Yeah. And And I think, I mean, right, like mental health days at work, like just taking a day for yourself, right? Like the stress, life's life's tough, like challenging. And I think talking with, you know, not everybody has the opportunity to work in a place that uh, is receptive and, and welcoming to conversations. But I think if you have enough people that raise the concern and ask the questions, the company and corporate world benefits from healthy people, <laughs> from oh, mentally right, healthy, right. from mentally healthy people. So having having those conversations and opening up and, and in a workplace, uh, as scary and daunting like as they can be, like I think if you get the right people behind it, you can really change cultures and and having that freedom and ability to just be you and not have to always put on a fake face or struggle through days uh, will really help. And it, and it just does break down the stigma. It helps people understand that didn't know, uh, that weren't aware of, I think most people just aren't aware of it. Right. Like they're not aware of the, the messaging that they're putting out to others. Like, oh, just suck it up, man. Like, it's not that they truly don't care about you. Uh, it's just that they may not have ever been in a situation where they're aware of that comment is, can, can be really damaging to somebody who's just truly struggling And I think, I think it's just that two-way street of like, just, it's as much the person who's struggling, uh, being brave enough to share and open up. And, and then it's also, you know, the people on the other end being willing and brave enough to, to support and help. And it does, we don't get anywhere if only one of them is moving forward. Um, it takes both sides of the the, the situation to really make growth and
0: impact. Right. Absolutely. I know there are probably some people who, you know, hopefully listening to this, like the thing in their minds, like I want to help, or like, I want to get involved. What are like the best ways for like people to either learn more about bigger than the trail or to help or support? Like, what are, what are some ways they can, we can guide them to that?
1: Yeah. Um, so, so our website will be updating with some opportunities and some some different paths forward to to directly help us. Um, but really, just you know, following us, liking us, and then just living a a a, a life that is shining a light uh, that is open. And you know, if you're if you're struggling with mental health, um, you know, reaching out. You know, you don't have to share your story publicly if you don't want to, but knowing that it's okay uh, to not be okay, knowing that there's people out there that truly do want to come alongside of you and support you, uh, we may not have all the answers, um, but but there's people that care and and you do matter. And then for people that just want to come alongside and learn, like, be willing to open up, be willing to listen to people. Um and yeah we will be doing group runs and um we'll have merchandise sales and just again having tough conversations around mental health whether it be through the bigger than the trail platform or whether it just be a general mental health conversation like they're important and and um, and it all matters right because the people you have in your community are not the same as my network and, and likewise. So every time we open, you know, I like to say shine a light every time we, we put a spotlight on mental health and in, in a positive way and let people know there's support, there's training, there's, there's ways to work through it. Um, makes a difference. And it, you know, to, to us, it's, it doesn't need to be through bigger than the trail. Um, we just, we truly just want to support people and, you know, obviously, financially, uh, we, we can't do it without donations for providing the services counseling is expensive. Um, and we really, we really want to come alongside and make sure that no matter what someone is facing in their life, there is no barrier to get that support they need. Like, they don't, they don't need to seek or look or find. And, you know, maybe it's just a stepping stone to, to seeking face to face or finding somebody in their own community. Um, but like you said earlier, if you don't know, if you can't get into the door to get started, like you can't take the steps to make the change. And we really want to runner, non-runner doesn't matter. We want to provide that support if, if it's available to us to, to give.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know like with, with shine the light is, is great because in my mind, at first I look at a light, like a, like a prison yard, late at night where the light shines and everything's trying to hide and, and avoid the spotlight, escape, stay away from it. I think that's kind of like how we treat mental health. I think that's how we treat sometimes substance use where let's let's talk about it or let's, let's shine a light on it. And like some people or even the issues themselves are trying to shy away from it. What I've seen from, you know, talking with you today, even with just the stuff that Bigger Than the Trails has been doing, your spotlight is like the opposite where it's like people who feel that they've been in dark places with mental health or substance use, or they felt like they've been all alone. And it's like that movie where the person is just in caught up in this, you know, cave or dwelling. And all of a sudden like that light is there. And that light is like relieving that light is like sought after. And then all of a sudden like that light gets bigger and bigger. And that is what I think Bigger Than the Trail is doing more so than, you know, the example of the the prison spotlight. So your light is, and like I said before, shining across the globe is an amazing thing. Is that light that people will see as comfort, as a safe place, like you said, as relief, as this is a place that I am safe with or a person that I can talk with or connect with. That is an incredible thing to see with what bigger than the trail has done even in a short amount of time like 2017 is is not that long ago but even to think of where it will go in the future is is quite incredible so it it's amazing to really see man
1: yeah thanks i we, we have a lot of work to do and i mean it's we're just touching the surface so hopefully we can continue to to be that light and and just provide the support and build the community
0: so definitely they can go to the website and, and learn more about it. Check you out on Facebook and Instagram. Do you have any other social media or just those two accounts?
1: Um, those are the ones we're active on. Okay. So, so
0: Facebook beer than the trail, um, Instagram, same thing this week. I'm also gonna be doing a lot of posting from your guys' website and just information on stuff as well. So I'm going to kind of keep sharing that along. Yeah, um, there's a,
1: there's a newsletter. Um, we haven't been. Uh, super active on it or like consistent but that's changing Uh, like I said we're uh, we're just signing off on the final designs and build out of our new website which will have a way cleaner uh, process of just like what exactly we do how the support works like it's just an email that's all we need from you Um, but it'll 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 be a lot clearer to for anyone that goes to that website to one, find, find help and to uh, be able to, to contribute as, Hey, I want to learn more about bigger than the trail. I want to help out volunteer. Uh, all those things will be better communicated.
0: That's great. And um, I mean, it, ugh, trying to think here, well, Tommy's work isn't done yet. As you heard, my work isn't done yet with everything that I do, but we are also still going to be doing some work together, you know, trying to do more things too with bigger than the trail and and us as me being an ambassador, you being the president, which kind of feels like you're my boss in a way, but you don't (laughs) act that way. But there's gonna be a lot more things like that we're going to be doing together too. But so you've been an amazing guest, your organization, which I'm so grateful to be a part of and, and do continue things. So I'm trying to think of what to do. And this is what I'm thinking. If anyone who, orders a copy of my book addiction recovery you go to my website it's 20 bucks uh if you enter in a code and let's think of let's say b t t t 2021 here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take off five dollars off the price for anyone who enters in that code so instead of 20 it'll be 15 and you'll get a podcast sticker, you'll get a bookmark but and here's where this comes in Anyone that uses that code, I'm gonna donate five extra dollars from every purchase to Bigger Than The Trail. So I'm gonna keep that code year round. So anyone that enters in BTTT2021, five dollars off the book, but I will donate five extra to Bigger Than The Trail for this whole entire year. So that's that's what I want to do um, to thank the listeners, but also you know. Thank you, Tommy, for joining me uh, today. It's been awesome.
1: That's awesome. Thank you, man. It uh, every dollar counts, and it's our the need is there, uh, and it's it's just been really amazing to see um, it grow and the community be there and the conversation around mental health change. So I appreciate what you're doing as well.
0: Yeah. So you know, thanks for joining, Tommy. Um, it's great. You know, the light that's being shined with being on the Trail is awesome. I, we're going to be working and and talking more in the future. I really hope to see you on the trails again, very soon. I admit, I have not been out there very much lately. Um, but I'm looking to do more of that as the time approaches. So I hope to see you definitely out on the trails and, uh, um, once again, really thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. appreciate it. So. Go check out more stuff, bigger than the Trail. Look for the, the logo, the gear, if you're out and see it. Um, you, you won't miss it. And check out social media accounts and websites to learn more about it, and you'll be hearing more in the future. So thanks for tuning in, and I hope you learned something.